0: You're listening to the God-Centered Mom Podcast with me, Heather McFadden. As the mom to four young boys, I know motherhood's hard, but sometimes I think I make it even harder than it needs to be. I'll worry about my needs being met, or I'll spend so much energy trying to make my boys happy that I forget that if I would take my eyes off me and my eyes off my kids and keep my eyes on God, that those desires would grow strangely dim and their contentment would go up as I'm led by his spirit. I also forget that I'm surrounded by God. He is going before me in places that I'm fearful of. He is walking with me on the hard days, and he's coming behind me, redeeming any mistake I made. So each week, I'll interview a new guest, and we'll discuss what it means to be a God-centered mom. Thanks for listening. You're listening to episode 36 of the God Center Mom podcast. Today is another episode of Family Movie Moms. Amanda White from oamanda.com and I are going to chat about movies. And typically in the last couple episodes we've done here on movies, we've talked about kids movies and movies you can watch as a family and different topics you can address after watching the movie, conversations you can have today, we're going to be talking about five different movies that are probably more appropriate for teens and maybe for a date night with your spouse or with some friends. Really, our goal in bringing up these movies is uh, one, they're they're in our culture and she and I both are all about engaging culture and uh, bringing the Christian worldview to, to the world, the world that we live in, watching movies with friends that we can then engage in deeper conversations. So, um, there are three movies that Amanda saw. She saw Maleficent, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and The Giver. I saw two movies, Belle and Begin Again. Now, these movies range from PG, and I will say, here's your warning, R. Um, we do give disclaimers. I would say that this episode is not one I would listen to when you have young children around, like unless you have your earbuds in, just because we do say some things that you probably don't want your kids, little kids, to be listening to. So there's your disclaimer. I also always want to give the disclaimer when Amanda and I talk about movies, we are not suggesting that you have to go see this movie or that um, we are saying this is the best movie ever made, but uh, we leave that up to your discretion. If it does not fit with your family values or your system or if, if, if there's a struggle in your family in any way, and you have set boundaries on what you watch and what you don't watch, then we are firm believers in that being the utmost uh, decision maker for you. So, um, and again, you can always fast forward if you don't like the movie that we're talking about and you can move to the next one. So we'll talk about five movies in order um, and I hope that it is helpful to you and that maybe you'll hear about a movie that you hadn't heard of before and uh, expand your horizons on conversation you can be having with your friends and within your family. All right, here we go. Hey, y'all, welcome to another episode of Family Movie Moms. Hey, Amanda, how you doing? How are you? I'm good. We were just chatting about how the fact I have to uh, go host a birthday party for two of my boys. But why not record a podcast right before that? Why not? Why not? I'm just outsourcing everything. It's not like the old days where I handmade favors and painted Angry Birds on balls and things like that. Who does that stuff? Who does that stuff? I mean, I used to like it. I know you like it, but I
1: do. I, I, I do. I mean, too, I'm the like mom that signs up for all the birth, uh, signs up for all the parties at school too. So it's sort of a hobby for me.
0: Well, I like it, and then the problem is hosting a conference right before back to school time, yes. and then you have two kids have birthdays. It's just, I just learned my limits. I learned my limits. So. Yeah,
1: but you know what? Movie podcasts are important. So let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. So today um
0: we're we're gonna talk about movies that we didn't both see the movies, so like Amanda saw some and I saw some and and then I'm gonna ask questions if I didn't see them because i didn't. right right okay. so Amanda, one movie you saw that I did not see, but I want to is Maleficent, yeah, tell us about that,
1: okay, so I mean, I was a little behind on this. It was only like one playing by the time we actually got to see it, but um first of all, you have to know that I'm a very enormous disney fan it's right. huge right so i i love stuff like this i mean like i liked once upon a time when it first came out and you know like i like backstories of other things and but like, i kind of like
0: um uh the wizard of oz backstory wicked
1: okay well you know, I, know that's disney. I haven't read that yet i know but i haven't read that yet you haven't but seen yes, the musical I, I, no
0: Oh my stars, Amanda!
1: I know, I know. Okay. It hasn't come to. It came to Atlanta maybe one time, and I didn't get to see it, or maybe it hasn't come to Atlanta. I don't remember. But okay,
0: we're just gonna fly to New York, and I'm just gonna have to take you to Wicked. Oh.
1: Let's just oh my do that. Gosh. Okay, can we do that, please?
0: Yes, because okay. that is the best backstory. I know. Okay, all right. Move forward. So, for okay. people who don't know, Maleficent, what is it? What's okay, the so Disney it, story? Supposedly,
1: it's you know the backstory, the true story, the real story of the evil queen. In Sleeping Beauty. And it's a light action movie as opposed to a cartoon. Um, but they just took all of the imagery and, you know, the costuming from the cartoon. Okay. So, um, so is it
0: a kid's movie, though? It looks really violent. Is it a kid's movie? Um,
1: I would say it's an older kid's movie. I mean, okay. I think maybe an older elementary kid could see it. My children did not even want to see it based on the um, movie poster. <laughs> because the her face and her the horns and all that, it was just too much. Yeah. Um the whole – I think really the whole point of the – okay. Are we going to be spoiler-free? I can't be spoiler-free on this.
0: I think that, like we said with a lot of the family movie guides, it's moms would rather know than be surprised. Okay.
1: Okay. All right. So here's the thing. Maleficent in the cartoon, she's as bad as they get, okay? She comes in. She wants to make sure that Aurora – dies. And so she says, you know, before the sun sets on your 16th birthday, you'll prick your finger and then you go into the sleep. And the only thing that can wake you is true love's kiss. Well, in the movie, Maleficent and King Stefan are um, friends and then they fall in love. And then he becomes the king and he becomes so prideful and uh, whatever that he forgets about uh, Maleficent. And he actually, in order to become the king, he Chops off her wings. She has these giant wings because she's like a fairy or something. Oh. And, yeah. So that was kind of creepy.
0: So, like, the king's the bad guy.
1: Yes. The king is the ultimate bad guy. In fact, he turns absolutely, completely crazy. He's just like a complete psycho in the movie.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Like, creepy psycho. Like, he keeps her wings, and he's, like, talking to them and, like, rocking back and forth. And so creepy. So I thought he was the weirdest weirdest part of it because he was like you think like you should like the dad at some level yeah but but there's no liking the dad he's gross and creepy
0: okay so you know in the biblical story of Nebuchadnezzar Mm -hmm. like how his pride he ended up like being with cows and like super long nails and like eating grass yeah is it kind of like that transition like could it be a lesson for older kids of like look what happens when you pursue yeah
1: like power that you can yeah maybe I don't know he was so unlikable. I guess King Nebuchadnezzar is unlikable too. But
0: yeah.
1: oh, yeah, he because he he was a cute little kid, and he and Maleficent were friends, and she would fly him all around and stuff. Yeah, no, that would actually probably be a good one. Yeah. Um, the thing about so Maleficent Maleficent's main story is that she was good, and then the king, of course, chops her wings off, and then she gets so mad she comes in and does this um, this curse on Aurora. Now oh. then. And then, of course, Aurora is sent off with the other little fairies to live in the woods. And Maleficent keeps her eye on Aurora and watches her. Well, of course, Maleficent begins to fall in love with the little girl because she's so cute and sweet. And um, at one point, she even goes into her room and says, I rescind the curse. I rescind the curse. I don't want the curse to come to Aurora anymore.
0: And it can't be
1: undone. And it can't be undone. And so she's trying. So the whole rest of the movie is her trying to... um, figure out a way to, um, you know, for this true love's kiss to come. And so trying to find a prince and someone that could love Aurora and and figure all of it out. Mm. Well, of course, at the end, Maleficent is crying over Aurora's bed and she kisses her on the forehead and then she wakes up. So the true love's kiss is really from Maleficent to um, Aurora and how she truly loves her and, um, you know, is willing to fight for her and all of this. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of got a Frozen vibe to it. I mean, yeah, right. Love is not just about man and woman, but about,
0: you know. Family.
1: Different groups of people, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's so much you can talk about there, you know. Well, about remind
0: me, who is is Aurora their daughter?
1: Aurora is Sleeping Beauty.
0: But, I mean, is that their daughter?
1: No, it's just the king and his new wife, the new queen.
0: Oh, the new queen. Their daughter. Oh, okay. So, like, it's yeah, her yeah. stepdaughter? No, not even related to Jorah at all.
1: Melissa's not related to her at all. They were just okay. she was just friends with her dad.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it.
1: So, the, so there's all that to talk about. Where you know she wanted to rescind the curse and how revenge she thought revenge was going to you know satisfy her, and then she clearly did not think it through all the way. Not only did she make the king cr- literally crazy, but she ruined this relationship with Aurora, ruined Aurora's life in one way in that she um, you know, didn't have a relationship with her parents, and so how revenge just seems right at the beginning. And then it clearly never works out the way you want. Um, and then, you know, there clearly needs to be forgiveness on, from every single person in that, in the story. So that, I think that was a big, a big lesson in that too. And I think also the thing about, you can't undo your mistake. You're, I don't want to say mistakes, but when you make a wrong choice, you can't always undo it. You can be forgiven, but she yeah. wanted to, she wanted to do right. And she couldn't rescind that curse. Like the know?
0: consequences of your choices. Yeah.
1: The consequences yeah. of your choices are real.
0: Like, even God forgives us, but, like, yeah. you make, yeah, that's good. So, okay, age-wise, you said older kids. Would a, I mean, would a boy it was, like it or not?
1: Oh, yeah, I think a boy would like it. Because it, mm-hmm. it was, I'm not going to say it was, um, like, Well, yeah, it was scary. The end part where it was the final scene of Maleficent and her dragon um, fighting with the king and trying to protect Aurora, that was super scary. And, you know, big dragon and fire and all that. And then I think the king was creepy. Um, and when Maleficent was mean yeah. and she's fighting the king, she can like, she can like make trees grow up and thorns and stuff like that. And so she did all that kind of stuff. And there's all that kind of big fighting. Yeah. Um, so.
0: Is the, I, is Aurora's prince guy? Is he like a good male figure in the movie?
1: Okay. I actually like him. He's only in it for fi- like five minutes. Okay. And he's very m- inconsequential because he tries to kiss her and nothing happens. Um, he's also the guy that plays in the giver, but anyway, oh. yeah, but my favorite part is his line. He goes, she says, don't you know it's like, don't you want to kiss her? Like, hurry up. And he says, don't you want to kiss her? And he said, yes, I do. But it doesn't seem right. I barely know her. I was like, yes, everyone pay attention to that line.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good, I mean, that's a good conversation right there. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. It was kind of a funny line. Like he that was kind of, it was a funny movie. Like there was some humor in it. Okay. And there was all these, like, pretend little fairies and, like, mythical creatures. It kind of reminded me of, did you see um, Avatar? Yeah. yeah. You know how, like, it was all, like, that light, that cre- the weird light in that yeah. land? It was sort of like that feeling where Maleficent lived.
0: So it's, it's a magical weird. place. I mean, it's not, yeah. you know, they can get away with all this wing uh, business and fairy business because they kind I of created their own world.
1: Yeah. It, yeah. it was so, not the Disney movie, uh, it, you know. I think for kids, I mean, my, I would not let my kids see it. I don't think, I think you should be older to see it mainly based on the fighting and just, you know, there was the love interest there was nothing weird. There's no sexuality or anything like that in it. But, yeah. um, and it was just, you know, big and huge. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I gotta say though, as a Disney fan, when I was done with it, even though that was Disney that did it, when it was done, I said to my husband, I kind of feel like they took a Bible story and ruined it. And he's like, mm. what? And I'm like, I know, I should compare the Bible to a Disney story, but that's what I feel like. <laughs>
0: yeah, like it took all the goodness of Sleeping Beauty and like changed well, it I, all. Well, I
1: listened to this one thing on the Phil Fisher podcast, you know, I'm a big fan. Yeah. And he was talking about, I'm not going to say it right, and this was several months ago and I listened to it, that it really bothers him when there's uh, there's this new thing in movies where there's not really a bad guy. That's like a a straight evil bad guy, like Maleficent, and in the original Sleeping Beauty, she's just a bad guy. She just comes in and she's just mean and bad. And then Prince Philip comes and he has the sword of truth and he kills her. And then you know, good vanquishes evil. That doesn't happen anymore. If you go watch Frozen, the bad guy was somebody who was greedy. You know, the bad guy. And he
0: tricked you. Like you like you 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 were supposed to like him at the beginning because he was going to marry her or she was going to marry him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And even wicked and maleficent, all these backstories. And I get it, people are just trying to write stories, whatever. But now you can't look at someone and go, okay, that's straight up evil. Now you have to be like, oh, well, their dad probably hurt him. Oh, the king cut her wings off. So there's no evil anymore. Nobody, there's not black and white, good and bad. There's just, oh, well, maybe something bad happened to her, and we need to be nice to her because she's not really evil.
0: Like, trying to see people and realize that everyone has a story, right? That's the big thing. Everybody has a story. So let's know people's story before we assume they're bad. Like, don't look at them and their behavior and maybe they were all black and they have a green face and, like, they are evil because maybe they were good and the world turned them evil. Yes. I think there's probably a
1: core like – Never their fault. There's
0: probably a core sin nature thing that our society doesn't want to believe in. Like a whole conversation I got – Our society
1: does not believe in that. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. 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 I think that's a a valid point. When I was hearing you say that like her desire wasn't actually to curse her anymore and she was trying to – I was like, okay, then who's the bad guy anymore? Yeah. That's a very good point.
1: So, I mean, outside of that, I mean – you know, it was just a good movie and I'm glad that, that she could have redemption or whatever. And then it had a you know a happy ending of everyone except for the king, of
0: course. I was gonna say, did the king ever come around? No.
1: No. I I guess they killed him. I don't oh yeah, she killed him. Oh yeah. I forgot about that part.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's not good.
1: So so as a Disney fan, I did not love it. As a decent like um fantasy movie, I liked it. Uh mm-hmm. for kids, I would say older kids. Older elementary kids and you'd have to know, like, are your kids okay watching Fire Breathing Dragons and <laughs> understanding revenge and, you know, scary things like that. But
0: Yeah, like we've talked about before, some kids are more sensitive to those yeah, things than others. Right. Visually. It just and,
1: depends on how your kids are and Well
0: and they can add intensity too with like how close the camera is to things and the mm-hmm. the songs they choose to pick. Yeah, and, and honestly yeah.
1: watching it in the movie theater versus watching it in your house in the middle of the totally. day might be a completely different feel.
0: There have yeah. been a lot of movies that, like brave, we did not see in the movie yeah. theater because it looked really yeah. intense and it was. Mm-hmm. and then but but the boys saw it at home, and they were totally fine. Like they weren't yeah. scared at all. The yeah. mom turning into a bear didn't seem as scary when it were home, and like the lights like you said, daytime, yeah, yeah, I think that's a very good point. that's oh. a very good point. You
1: always have so many good points, oh, you do. I just get them from you, genius.
0: Genius. Well, thank you. Would you ever see it on a date night? Na- I mean, I know you saw it on a date night, but like, do you think, you know, what do you think? The husband? Uh, how do, what do you think?
1: I don't know. I may I don't know. Maybe if you're into that, my husband likes Disney. So
0: <laughs> maybe, a maybe girl's choice night. I don't know if you, have, yeah, I if don't you know. switch back and forth.
1: It's kind of, you know, it's like a Disney thing. And like, do you want to watch something that's fantasy? I mean, it was very fantasy. Yeah.
0: So maybe since it'll probably be coming out on DVD, like around Christmas or the holidays. Maybe it'll be like a good thing to get for older kids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. All be right. Cool. Okay. Well, speaking of a date night, I um, don't have any kids movies that I've seen. Okay. But I've seen two like older people movies. Tell us. <laughs> and like good quality ones that I told you it made me not want to see Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> because I just couldn't. I just couldn't, I couldn't right. go there when there was like so much great story and characters in the ones I saw. So right. I think I'm going to talk about Belle first because okay. I really, I really liked
1: it. Okay. So
0: yeah, let talk about is that. it
1: B-E-L-L, like a bell, or B-E-L-L-E, like a person's name?
0: Exactly. The second one. Okay. Like a person's name, because it is her name, is the main character's story and it is inspired by a true story.
1: Not Beauty and the Beast?
0: No. No, okay. but it is a um one of those kind of like a Jane Eyre era. Jane mm-hmm. Eyre era in mm-hmm. England stories, but it handles also the conversation about slavery. Mm, interesting. At that time and social justice and mm-hmm. so a quick 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 synopsis. Um the main character Belle, she is an illegitimate daughter of a Royal Navy captain
1: mm-hmm. and a slave. Oh interesting.
0: And the slave her mom dies and so mm-hmm. but the captain he has you know good character and he can't leave her um mm-hmm. an orphan on the streets so he asks his great uncle or her great uncle his uncle um mm-hmm. who's a judge Lord Mansfield to watch mm-hmm. to take care of her he and his mm-hmm. wife like will you care for bell so she's being raised in like this high social standing aristocratic environment mm-hmm. um, as a... As, as an a, aristocrat? Yeah, but she's mixed race. And so mm-hmm. uh, in their culture, there was a lot like where they, she couldn't eat meals with them. Like
1: really? if they had
0: guests. Yeah. it was. It, it brings up a lot of issues that I would have never considered as mm-hmm. far as like just day-to-day living. The other interesting addition to the story is she has like a cousin kind of who's also being... Raised by this um, uncle Mm -hmm. and this cousin is um, just white, but she, her parents have just left her um, totally abandoned, Uh, but they're both like their best friends. So it shows them as little girls together and then their coming of age story. So kind of the right. Jane Eyre coming of age moments right. where they're like right. meeting the potential suitors and all the decisions of like, oh, we need money. So the the one girl who's just left by her parents um, has no money, has nothing to mm-hmm. offer people. So like mm-hmm. you kind of have to find the right suitor who's willing to take on nothing. Right, but right. You kind of want – anyway, there's all the like intricacies of money and girls just being like – I don't know, handed over. Right. They don't really have a say, and that is an interesting conversation. Yeah. And then on the side, this Lord Mansfield is a judge and he's having to make a decision over a business um insurance situation where a slave ship sank and or all no, actually all the slaves on the ship died.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And they, they, there is a controversy over how they died and if they just wanted the insurance money because all the mm. slaves were sick and they knew they mm. couldn't sell them. And so mm-hmm. it's fraud. And so he's having to make this decision. In his home is a, a little girl who he yeah. loves, who is the right. daughter of a slave. And, and so he's conflicted? Total confliction. And, like, mm-hmm. he has a face. He mm-hmm. knows that these are people. And right. that was not something – they viewed them as um, property, obviously. Right. And so it's a whole conversation that I think – my husband didn't see it with me. My niece did, who's 20. Mm-hmm. But I think my husband would like it just because of the politics and the business yeah. side and just, like, the history of an era where that was the conversation that was going mm-hmm. on was, like, how do we handle – you know, this is part of our economy, um, the decision he makes about how to handle these this slave atrocity, like, determines the rest of our business dealings. Yeah, anyway, definitely. Yeah, do we say so, that they're people?
1: So, so the, yeah. the girl, Belle, she yeah. was like she was aristocratic. It wasn't like she was a slave.
0: No, she, so was, she was living— she
1: was partially aristocratic and then something she couldn't do, like—
0: Well, in the culture, like, they couldn't have people of color sitting at the dining room table when guests mm-hmm, were there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was very— I don't know. To me, like the big thing right now, the conversation Mm -hmm. with Ferguson and just a lot of conversations going on about diversity and Mm -hmm. do we see color? Do we not see color? And I've talked to like friends of mine who are African-American. Even that conversation, do we say African-American or black? You know, like what do we say? Now this girl's Mm -hmm. in England, but she's African. So she's British, African. I mean, it's like, what do we say? But then my friend told me, she's like, I want you to see my color. But I don't right. want you to see my color. And right. so there's a whole conversation Bell has with um, a possible suitor. And he's basically thinking he's saying the right thing by saying, you know, I just think you're fabulous. I love you. I don't care if your mom was a slave. I don't see that in you. Mm-hmm. And you see that moment in her face where she's like thankful and not thankful. Right. Where she's like, okay, I'm glad you love me and you have a lot of money and you – now here's the here's the trick too because her dad was a Royal Navy captain he had a lot of money he leaves her all that money.
1: Oh wow. So she's really so she's, wealthy. So she the, like the two cousins are like opposites like they Opposite. both have something desirable and something not desirable about them. Yes.
0: And so um, anyway in it's like a love story to the guy who ends up falling in love with her I won't spoil that but um yeah, I just felt like it had so many great conversations you could have with your yeah, spouse and yeah, with friends. Yeah. I would love to see it with like a group of friends and then go out to dinner after and talk about it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I heard a quote one time as by Randy Alcorn in one of his books. And he said, uh, and in the book it was a fictional book and it was an African-American guy saying this. Okay. So he said race um, for white people is like a dip. You can have as much or as little as you want at any time, but for everything that you do. And so like what you're saying about Belle saying that is like, she, it's a marinade for her, even mm-hmm. though it might be in that scenario, it was undesirable for her to be half slave, but it still was completely who she was. Yeah. And for that guy to be flippant and be like, Oh, well, if you, you know, I'll just take your white side or whatever. Yes. Know,
0: that I is exactly. An interesting and insight. It, she didn't realize that she wanted people to see her mom in her. Right, right. And, and also that, you know, I was talking to my friend and she was saying like, there are parts of our culture that are unique. See mm-hmm. those like hair is really important. And it, that's a mm-hmm. scene in Bell where she's staying at one of the castles and one of the slaves at the castles goes to help her get dressed and to take, you know, how they have that, mm-hmm. like a lady's maid kind of thing. Right. And she shows her how to comb her hair for the first time, because mm-hmm. she's never had someone show her. Her hair yeah. is different; it is special; it is unique. Mm-hmm. You can't like just say, "Oh, it'll be fine." We'll just treat her as if she's not right. from Africa. Well, she is. Right. So it, it was like this moment too. They did a great job of directing the film. I just, I highly recommend. It. And I think it came out and like sold. I was like a hundred thousand dollar ticket sales the first weekend, and now it's like into the ten millions. I mean, oh. I think it's had a, like a – I went to so see – it's, if, it's if at it,
1: the theater right now.
0: I saw it two months ago and I just went to go see if it was on and it was at like our local mall theater still oh. like three times a day. So oh. it might still be out. Um, If yeah, not, not, it's definitely it a renter for sure okay. when it comes out. Good conversation. And I, I like, like I said, like totally like have a dinner party or something. I don't know. Have dessert with people after you see it. I think it's a good yeah. conversation.
1: Sounds super good. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I'm looking it up right now. Yes, you are. So okay, tell me um tell me about another movie you saw.
1: Okay, so we saw uh The Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> okay, first of all, oh, I actually like superhero movies and I like I fantasy too, stuff. I and yeah. I even when I was little, Heather, my dad he used to show us all the black and white horror movies. Not horror like Well, yeah, I mean, I watched (laughs) Psycho when I was a little girl. You did. Whatever Uh. Happened to Baby Jane and um, uh, Village of the Damned and just all those. And I mean, like how old were you,
0: like junior high
1: or younger? No, I mean, elementary. Man. older elementary probably yeah <laughs> oh my goodness and so i i i'm not gonna say that i like horror movies i do not but i do like a good like thriller and like when Les and i pick out movies we do not pick out chick flicks i haven't seen a chick flick in 20 years really unless i went out with my girlfriends We we like thrillers or even i would not every action like i don't want to go see transformers but like we watch action movies you know anyway so you were okay. just
0: like let's go see this
1: Okay. So there was nothing, to sh- there was nothing playing and my kids were out of town. And so, but I wanted to go to the movies and I started looking at the reviews of guardians of the galaxy, which I totally did not want to see because it's ridiculous. Um, and everyone was saying, it was so funny. It was hilarious. The only bummer is I wish I had been, I wish I had come out when I was a kid. Cause then I could watch it for 20 years. Like they, <laughs> everyone loved it, even though it looked so stupid. And so I was like, let's just try it. There's nothing else to see. Like honestly we probably would have seen ninja turtles if it was out like that's okay no you know no you know i'm just saying it's just there was nothing nothing to see okay so basically it's just a marvel comic and you know there's been a bazillion comic book movies lately and these guys apparently aren't even very popular to like fan comic book fans yeah So the basic story, okay, sometimes in superhero movies, I get so overwhelmed because I don't really understand what's happening.
0: Yeah, like like the backstory. I don't know if you saw
1: Thor, but like I'm like, I have no idea who these people are, what planet this is. I don't understand all this mythology. It was just so confusing. Okay. Um, But this one was basically about the main character finds the stone that helps you control the entire world, and it gets stolen by the bad guy. And so he and his new friends try to go get it. Okay. So it's like super simple plot. And I appreciated that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um,
1: And so it's about this guy who is from Earth, but he lives in space now, um, whatever. Um, And he is sort of like a, I guess he's like, not a con artist, but he's just kind of like a drifter and he just tries to make money wherever and he buys things and sells them to other people, that kind of guy. And he somehow gets arrested and connected with all of these other people from different planets. And Mm -hmm. one of them is called Gomorrah, and she's the green lady, if you've seen the previews. And then another one is this enormous guy with all these crazy tattoos on him. And then one is this, like, guy made out of sticks, and his name is Groot. And then there's this little guy named Rocket, who is a raccoon. Rocket. (laughs) That's where I couldn't even.
0: That's where I just, they lost me the raccoon. I just couldn't. Okay, keep going though.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, so here's the t- the two main things is I saw the previews after I saw the movie for some reason. Maybe I had seen the previews before, I don't remember. And there was a whole scene on the previews where the lady in green, the green lady, is like naked and you see her from the back. That's totally not in the movie. Really? I, no. Huh. There was I'm not going to say there was there was some chemistry between her and the main character and you know, they almost kissed a couple times, but it was very minimal, very okay. minimal. And there <laughs> was some there was definitely some language, not a bunch of languages, not pervasive. I would probably like a handful of cursing. Um, and there was one joke about um he was giving somebody his little finger. It was funny though, but it was you know, but that's inappropriate. It, like you're not gonna let your kid watch an entire scene about that. Yeah. Um, but it had I mean, the main thing is of course with any superhero movie, it's about teamwork and we work together and like, like we were talking about, um, if you watched care bears back in the day and they'd all get together at the end and they would like shoot their little tummies out and have a care bear stare, like they all work together better than by themselves. And that's basically what the end was, even though they were all misfits and they had been rejected from their people and you know, they all came together and they conquered they saved the whole galaxy basically. So that's a great conversation to have of course
0: yeah teamwork
1: body of christ
0: body of christ everyone do your job do it together yeah yeah
1: and not you don't have to be the greatest and the best and the brightest at something you just have to work together and do what you do best so well that's a good conversation
0: when like fame and like everyone being the best is like the goal nowadays like what you know maybe maybe you're famous by the fact that you helped as a team like, maybe that's yeah. what draws.
1: And that's, exact, that's exactly the point of this movie. Even the girl in green, whatever her name was, Gamora, she even says, we're the biggest idiots on the planet or whatever. Mm, yeah. And But then they become literally the guardians of the galaxy. They literally save the galaxy because they work together. Interesting. Um, and then the other good part, and apparently he's kind of taken the internet by storm, is Groot. And he's like the, um, the, the stick guy. And yeah. he doesn't say – the only thing he says the entire time is, I am Groot. No. <laughs> but – <laughs> but the way he says it is depending on, like, how he feels or whatever. And so if he's being all kind, he'd be like, I am Groot or whatever. If he's being real mean, he'd be like, I am Groot or whatever. It's Vin Diesel making his voice. Clearly, it's not as beautiful as my voice.
0: Um, so he but, he has one line, but he says it lots of times.
1: Yes. Okay. Over over. So he's kind of like, you're kind of like, seriously. Okay. It's funny. The whole movie is funny. Um but he is, like, the sweet one of the entire thing, and he ends up um, using his powers to protect all of them in a sacrificial way. He ends up, and he knows when he does it that he's going to kill himself to protect them. He makes, like, a little, uh, I don't know, like a little ball of himself around them because he can grow vines everywhere. And, and he, so there's that whole story, too, that you can talk about, about sacrificial giving and all this.
0: Wow. Okay, what age group are we talking? What do you think?
1: Well, with the with the cursing and like I said the um obscene gestures, I I I don't know. I mean, is it PG-13? Because if it's PG-13, I I I always say, "Good Lord, if the if the world thinks you should be 13 to see a movie, you should be 13 to see a movie."
0: Yes. You know? Genius again.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that that would make a lot of sense. I um I'm amazed. Not judging, just amazed. The times that I, we go to like an R or PG 13 and there's like little teeny kids in there, yeah. which I get. It's hard to find babysitters. I get that. But if you're doing it because you think it's like an okay movie because it's that, – that's the one problem I have with comic book Marvel movies. Like a Superman or a Batman or a Spider-Man is people yes. like, it's like Spider-Man. It's good for kids. And I'm like, eh. Same with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. When I saw oh, that preview, I know. we were sitting at How to Train a Dragon and that preview oh, came yes, on. That. that preview was terrifying. And all yes. these little teeny going into third grade boys were sitting around me, their eyes covered up, terrified. And then that one girl gets on hot mama jama. Yeah. they don't need to see that business. They do not need to see that business. So
1: I mean, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are happy, funny faces who eat pizza. They are not these like really scary yes. on um what is it called when you take medicine to make steroids, your best <laughs> steroids. <laughs> Amen. That, that's not what they look like. I, I know. I'm really bummed about that, too, because I was a fan of the turtles when I was younger. <laughs> so. Yeah.
0: I watched them because I had a little brother. But, yeah, I, I mean, I I, did too. I I knew all their names. My boys well, we like, had you know game. the names? I'm like, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Of course I know <laughs> the names. But.
1: Well, we had the video game and stuff. And so oh, yeah.
0: We that. Legos.
1: Yeah. We just got
0: our, they have Lego Teenage Mutant Mut- Ninja Turtles. Oh,
1: really? We just okay, got another so-
0: Playgo set. Like our next, you've heard of Playgo? That's like a monthly oh, yeah. subscription where you get new Legos.
1: What if you lose them? That would be my concern. that you get off. All You're
0: allowed with- to lose like up to 15 pieces per oh. set. But I just have them like build it in a different area on yeah. a tray or something.
1: And then just yeah. put it all back. Oh, that's cool.
0: And they just like to build it. Like my... We, they just built it, and he was like, can we destroy it and build it again? And I was like, sure, whatever you want to do. But it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they were oh, cool. having a great time.
1: Cool. Okay, so that's the that I was just going to add on to what we said before. Like, when you walk down the toy aisle, it's all PG-13 movie action oh. figures for kids.
0: Yeah, right.
1: And uh, to go specifically with Guardians of the Galaxy, the main guy in Guardian of the Galaxy, which I don't know his real name, Chris Pratt, Okay. he is Emmett in, in the Lego movie oh so you can see how parents would be like oh yeah that's in it or how a kid might go yeah. over to the whatever guardian of the galaxy toy and press the button and hear them and be like oh that's in it this must be a good movie for me
0: uh-huh yeah and
1: that's that's just happens. so
0: the warning for parents is don't take your kids to go see that like they're, oh. they're little don't go see that no
1: if, if you have older boys and if Honestly, I was just, I was kind of trying to catch myself up. I had to go back and read another review because I saw that not thinking, clearly I'm not going to take my kids to it. So I'm not paying attention to every detail. Yeah. Um, and I would say that of the superhero movies, this one is much more comic book-ish okay. and juvenile. So if you're going to show them one, this might be a good one. Like an older kid.
0: Yeah.
1: A 13-year-old. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. it was, like I said, there was, there was, There was conversation about sexuality, but it was nothing that I was like, oh, I'm really offended by that. Yeah. That I remember. Okay. I'm just.
0: (laughs) And that's the thing you and I've talked about before. Like if you see it and they mention it once, maybe that's not a movie you like meditate on and own and watch like a thousand times. Right. But if, if it's in passing and you forget about it, then. Yeah. That's
1: a good thing. Let me say another thing is I told my mom that I saw this movie and she was like, oh, that looks ridiculous. It looks terrible. I'm like, I know, but I'm just telling you it was funny. So a few days later, I get a text from my mom. She texts me and my husband. I just saw Garden of the Galaxy. I thought it was so funny. So
0: so it, it passed it. the mom, <laughs> the, the grandma age. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. So we're thinking over 13 to like grandparents. That's it. Okay. Well, well
1: I, funny you know, fantasy, superhero, comic book type movies.
0: And I was going to go, I mean, last weekend we took our second son on a little date and then we brought him home and then we were going to go out and we looked at the movie options. I was like, there is nothing. I have no hope for America. Like this is terrible. (laughs) And then the movie that the internet told me to see was Guardian of the Galaxy and we watched the preview and there's a raccoon in it. And I was like, are you kidding me? This? (laughs) Well, After I'd I don't. just seen Belle, like where there's like value and we're talking about the value of a human life and then we got a raccoon who can talk. I couldn't even take it. So we yeah, didn't see I anything. Know. We just went and had dessert. Well,
1: if you don't have anything else to see and yeah, it's a runner.
0: Okay. Well, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot.
1: <laughs> do you like superhero stuff?
0: I I do. I like X-Men. I do. Okay. Like, I like those stories. I think that okay. there's value because they're usually the misfit. They're usually like, yeah. Something's and I think that it gives hope to like the misfits out there and yeah. I don't know.
1: Well, and there's also an, an underlying theme of his love for his mom who dies at the beginning of the movie. It's not a spoiler because it happens like in the first two minutes. Okay. Um and so there's this whole underlying theme of her, of him loving her and stuff like that. So oh, you know, there's one other redeeming part love to it. Love your mom. That's good. Yeah. Love your mama. Okay.
0: Well, speaking of more date night
1: yes. films.
0: Talk to me. Talk to me. So a couple of weeks ago, we did see a great movie and I just realized it's rated R. So all of you who are angry that I see rated R movies, that's your, you can just not listen to <laughs> this episode then. Um, I'm kind of of the bent that it depends on what kind of rated R it is. Yeah. So I really don't know why this was rated R. Maybe it was language. I, there there was no, there's no violence. I don't it's remember there being any. Many? I don't remember there being any adult things. Is that what was it? What's the movie? It's called Begin Again. Begin Again. It's a okay. comedy drama. You could th- music. Oh themes. yeah, yeah, yeah. About you...
1: Rolling Stone. I mean, about um. They're it like ha- concert people or something.
0: It, no, it has Adam Levine in it. Okay, from. Mm-hmm. where yeah. is he from. Oh my the
1: Voice?
0: Uh, From the Voice, but like I forget. He's in band. a band, right? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Adam Levine, and then it has Kieran Knightley, and it has Mark Ruffalo. Do you remember mm-hmm. him? Yeah. So I liked it. And you know what? I thought I was taking my husband to a chick flick. I was, like, kind of apologizing ahead of time, like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, you may not like this, whatever, but it's." I've heard it's good. And he loved it to the yeah. point of afterwards there's, like, songs in the movie and not just, like, pieces of songs, like, entire songs in the movie, almost like Uh-oh. a musical. Really? Yeah. I'll explain why in a second, but does he like musicals? He likes music. Okay, and so I think that it does a really good job for those who love the art of music. Mm-hmm. It really focuses on the art form mm-hmm. and like how is music created and just um, the mixture of voice and instruments to where he downloaded the songs like when we got home, was listening wow. to them from his computer. So yeah, so the it's basically um. The interaction of Kier Knightley, who's uh, you find out is a musician, but she's like not famous, mm-hmm. and a disgraced music business executive. Like he owned his own label. Right. He still owns his own label, but he like his wife cheated on him. There's a whole like break apart of their marriage where he kind of lost it and mm-hmm. became an alcoholic. And he he has a daughter. And so it starts off and you're like, whoa, this is a downer, like mm-hmm. major downer. And you're seeing how his life is just a mess. His, mm-hmm. ma- his relationship with his daughter is a mess. His relationship with his wife is a mess. His his work is a mess. And then he just happens to meet Kira Knightley. And, her, and you then hear her backstory mm-hmm. and her relationship with Adam Levine. And the way that they weave the movie from, like if we're not just talking about content of movies, but like how mm-hmm. movies are made and like mm-hmm. the way that, the director decided to tell the story. Mm -hmm. Excellent job. Like of weaving and giving each person's backstory a little at a time, Mm -hmm. almost showing the same scene where these two meet. They showed it like three times, but you don't, I like stuff like that. Yeah. A little bit at a time you get to see how they got there
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and why she reacts a certain way. So I don't want to overtell you too much, but it's super cool. And um, even for those, who are like blog writers or writers of books and things, I felt like mm-hmm. it um, addressed the idea of, do you self publish or do you go with a publisher? And what are the oh. intricacies of dealing with? Um,
1: Did it come to a conclusion?
0: Yeah. Yeah. What's
1: it's, what's the conclusion? The conclusion of what?
0: Know. Like the, how the movie ends? Do you,
1: no. Do you, do you self publish or do you get somebody to do it for you?
0: So she ended up self producing her own stuff mm-hmm. and, and you know, going that mm-hmm. route and kind mm-hmm. of how we live in an era where that's kind of the route you can do because of yeah. social media and things like that. Um, but the m- best part of the movie is kind of in the title, begin again, it's redemption mm-hmm. yeah, and it's a restoring of relationship. Yeah. And my favorite part in a world where marriages are falling apart and we forget our true love and our first love, mm-hmm. he and his wife, how they fall back in love is beautiful. Oh. Is oh beautiful. Goodness. Yeah, that doesn't happen, right? the last
1: time right? you ever saw a movie where they get back together. Thank
0: you. Thank you. And it is the sweetest little thing. I mean, it, they went back to their core love, their common, their commonalities instead right. of what's different about us and how you don't make me happy. And I've, you know. Right, right. The, the I need to be happy to be married kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. They
0: find their happy place where, by going back to their roots. And um, I love it. Yeah. You think that maybe Keira Knightley and the guy are going to hook up. At one mm-hmm. point, there's that kind of suggestion. But you know what I'm realizing? It's probably language. They probably say bad words. Mm-hmm. I am really have a big filter for that where I can tune that out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are okay with language, then this is a great movie. And you That's love music. Great.
1: And I kind of remember when I saw the previews of that that I kind of wanted to see it. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad you said you liked it. We'll have to rent it.
0: CeeLo Green's in it too. There's oh, like Lord. a scene where they go to his house. So, might so be some,
1: odd. He's like the oddest person. He,
0: yeah. It's pretty silly. But um, I think that they, he might have some girls at his pool. Yeah. But I don't think there was nudity. Anyway. Uh, yeah. And, I, and, there, and then the Adam Levine character, it like mm-hmm. shows how the pursuit of fame is not maybe necessarily the best goal. Going back right. to that, we talked about that in another movie. So yeah. Um I don't know. I think I think it's a good one. It's Oof. a good date movie.
1: Yeah, I like
0: oh. it. Okay. So tell me, um, what other movie did you see?
1: Okay. Well, my friends and I and we we like young adult fiction. Okay. Yeah. So I have read Hunger Games and, you know, back in the day I read Harry Potter and, you know, it, I like young, young adult fiction and maybe it's just I'm not very um, intellectual. <laughs> maybe that's all it is. Yeah. But uh, we, were, we went and saw Fault in Our Stars. That is another conversation we could have. Um, and while we were talking, we were like, oh, we saw the previews of all the new young adult fiction books that have been turned into movies and The Giver was one of those. And I was like, oh, The Giver, I should totally read that yeah. because it's by Lois Lowry. And I remember reading Lois Lowry books when I was a kid. Now that I've looked her up, I've only read one and I remember that it had Something that I thought was inappropriate at the time and still think is inappropriate. But anyway, um okay. it's called Autumn Street, and the boy and the girl show them their oh. boy and girl parts to each other. Oh. Just in case you're wondering. And it's like a teen book? No. No, that was like a kid book. I read that when I was like a kid. Oh,
0: my heart. Oh,
1: my. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I had it forever. I had it for a long time, and I finally got rid of it thinking, I don't want my daughter to read this book. Okay.
0: Anyway. Yeah. What was the name of but the author again? I didn't recognize Lois
1: Lowry. L-O-I-S. Lowry. L-O-W-R-Y. Okay. So, I mean, she's famous. Like, she's been around forever. And okay. um, so The Giver, I remember that book. And then I was like, why didn't I ever read that? Because it looked good. And it didn't come out until 1993. So it would have been in high school. And um, so basically it's a dystopian novel, just like what's so popular right now. But it came out yeah. in 93. So that was probably – it was ahead of its time, I guess. Oh, okay. and it's about And it's about a boy who lives in this town. And when you turn 12 – everything is the same in this town. There's, um, everybody rides a bike. Everybody has the same outfit. Everyone Mm -hmm. has the same house. Everything is the same. You don't even get married for love. They just, you have to put in an application to get, to have a spouse. And then Mm -hmm. you have to put in an application to have a baby and they give you the baby. They give you the spouse. So everything is the same. They don't want to make anyone different. They call it sameness. Wow. So when you turn 12, then you get your job and you're still in school, but then you start training on like your, your career. And so he doesn't know what he wants to do. And he doesn't know like everyone else. It seems very obvious. Oh, you are clearly good with babies. You're going to be with them. You're clearly good with older old, people. You're going to work with them. And he doesn't know what he's going to get. And he becomes the receiver of memories. Oh. And he goes, and he has no idea what that means. He knows that the person who is the receiver of memories is a very important um job and that it's like got a lot of respect, but he doesn't know anything about it. And no one knows anything about the, the current receiver. Okay, So he goes um, to the place where he's going to learn this and meet the guy who's doing it right now. And basically what it is, is in this town, they've set up this boundary so that no memories of the outside world can get in. So this is not covering the whole world. This is just like their community yeah and um this one guy in their town is the only one that knows about the world outside memories of life hmm. forever he He has all the books he has everything, and so he can remember everything, and he gives him the memories and he gives it to him by in the book, he gives it to him by placing his hands on his back, okay and he gets the memories, and he's experiencing these things that he's never experienced before. He doesn't know anything about war. But even smaller than that, he doesn't know anything about love. He doesn't know anything about family. He doesn't mm-hmm. know anything about snow or he doesn't even know about going downhill. It's so interesting. So he's experiencing all of this stuff at one time and it's so new to him. And then he starts realizing, well, there's something weird about sameness because we're missing out on so much amazing stuff being all the same. Mm. And then of course he realizes he, as he gets more and more into it, he realizes this, this community is out of control and he can't, and, and he ends up um, running away. Okay. So, in the um, in the movie, they they stuck to it pretty good as far as the theme and the point of the book. They inflated two peripheral characters from the book into like a love story and a best friend, blah blah blah. But um, but I was still okay with it because they kept the theme of the move, of the book really good. Yeah. I really, really liked, I mean, I really liked it when I turned to my husband. Like I cried during, it, I laughed during, and I'm holding my uh, hands in front of my face like I can't look anymore. Yeah. And then I turned to my husband at the end. I'm like, did you like it? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, really? Maybe you have to read the book to like it better. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, the 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 hard parts of it, and that book is a banned book in some places. The hard part of the book is there's a little creepiness to them because one thing um, is they get an injection every day oh. or in the book they have to have pills and it it basically takes away their feelings. And so that's why they don't have – there's no love. And so there's no sexual – sexuality, I guess. I don't know how to describe it better. Yeah, And so, um, like, he tries to kiss the girl at one point and she is, like, freaked out by it. She doesn't even know what he's doing because no one kisses at all, period.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, so there's the weirdness of, like – I don't want to say sexuality is awakening in him, but kind of that. Mm -hmm. And so there's a little bit of that conversation. There's nothing, nothing, um, inappropriate or weird that make you raise your eyebrow. In fact, compared to any other young adult fiction book, that's a movie. It's very minimal, very, very minimal.
0: Yeah.
1: But then there's some other heavy things about, since they give the kids the babies, they just have these women that are artificially inseminated that have the babies. Mm. And, um, if the baby isn't the right whatever, or if there's two of them, then they just kill the babies. And oh my so there's,
0: goodness.
1: So there's this euthanasia slash abortion, really heavy themes in it. And so that's why, like for the book, do not let a little kid read that book, even if it is a kid's book. I mean, that is a, you know, maybe an eighth grader could read that book. Yeah. It had such great conversations about sa- that whole thing about sameness was just fabulous, that we are not all supposed to be the same, and even how our how our world just well, men and women are the same. Well, you know, any age is the same or anywhere you live, you're, everyone's the same. That is not that is not true. We are yeah. not the same.
0: God we created don't. diversity, right?
1: Yes. Even he wanted
0: us to be different. Yeah,
1: yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway. I'm United I
0: really and yet different. Even like, you know, you're talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever, it's like they were all different. They all served their different purpose, but they're all united. Yeah. yeah. We all are like in Bell, we all... You know, we all look different. We all bring something different to the table, but united, like treat people, treat life as special. Like, yeah, God loves everyone, but he yeah. created everyone unique.
1: Yeah. yeah. So
0: that's a good conversation.
1: Yeah. Man, it that book, it was really good and it had a lot of good conversation and it. it was somewhat political. I mean, clearly, if we're talking about the government making you be all the same and delivering your food and your baby to you. Telling well, it's you a little what bit of like
0: socialism, yeah.
1: Oh man, yeah, yeah. So, but, but I you would was, say
0: overall, like in that conversation of life and the baby thing, was it like pro? Li- I mean, was it saying?
1: Oh pro! It, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It was like she didn't not, know. Yeah. They would say um, they're having a release ceremony, and they would. They thought the community thought when there was a release ceremony, yay! We're honoring our old people. We're honoring these babies, or whatever. And they go into a release ceremony, meaning they're going outside the community and they get to live outside of the community in this elsewhere or whatever. And then when he sees it, when he, you know, is discovering all these things and he sees that they're actually killing him with lethal injection. Mm. It is like he cannot believe that they're killing him and they're killing them. It's just the book was fabulous. I, I totally love the book. And I think it has so many conversations that you could have with your kid, like your older middle school kid.
0: You know, I think like valuing life, like that's yeah, that's a good conversation in a culture. Like to keep the value of life really drives and being brave
1: and being brave enough to take love, love. You know, if if he if he did if he decided not to love, there's another this part of about the baby, and if he had decided not to do that, he could have stayed in that sameness, never been hurt, never um, had any problems, and everything would have been perfect and fine. But he wouldn't have had the depth of life that we're supposed to have and the depth of love and the depth of feeling, he would have also had the other side of the depth of pain and the depth of disappointment, but he was brave enough to, to, to go out and get it and try it. And so he had both sides. It was just, loved it. I loved it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll have to see that one too.
1: You need to read the book. It was just, it was so good. Maybe
0: read the book first.
1: Okay. Yeah. There's, and it's a quartet. So what's interesting is she, she wrote that one in 93 and then six years later, she wrote the second one. And then the same thing, like five or so years later, she wrote the third one. And then the new one was like maybe 2012 or something.
0: Their trilogy? Is that what you're saying?
1: It's four. Yeah, it's four books.
0: Oh, four books. What do you call mm-hmm. four book series?
1: A quartet.
0: That's what you're saying. Oh, I didn't yeah. understand what you're saying. Okay. Oh, sorry. A quartet. Oh, that well, that's what they call sense. it. The giver
1: quartet. I don't the know. The giver
0: quartet. Oh. Yeah.
1: Well, she took I her time. Like I mean, as oh. a book writer,
0: that's, you know, better than cranking and, uh, it out and being bad.
1: Yeah, and apparently, I mean, they're ki- they're young adult, I would say almost on the side of kid books, even over young adult. Because, like, for example, I read Hunger Games, and the climax of Hunger Games might be five chapters, whereas the climax of The Giver might be one chapter. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. She gets so, to it.
1: They're short. They're short books.
0: Um, and I think that we've kind of covered all date night young adult movies. Yes. So maybe not so much family movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, family but, movie moms. Tell you, no, but but like you, your family, we
0: have older people, older kids. Not and everyone moms. has yeah, yeah. a third grader yeah. and a
1: kindergartner. But let yeah. me tell you, that Giver movie it is a popular book that kids are reading in school or they will be reading in school or is in the library. Yeah. And um, when we were there, the theater was filled with young girls. I'm not saying they were like fifth grade girls, but there's probably some fifth grade girls that saw that movie.
0: So junior high. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. So parents need to know. So is there? There was nothing like bad that you would say. Have this conversation with your kids because they saw this in the movie. I mean, you said um, the life and death, like. I mean, yeah, there was that, that happiness.
1: To me, the things that where I would go, like, oh, that's not right. <laughs> Everything in this movie, you're saying, like, you want him to be more like you. You know what I mean? Like, you like, you come to our side. You're doing the right thing. You yeah. know, as yeah. opposed to. um I don't know. I thought every, I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. He yeah. did try to kiss her and that's about it. Uh-huh. Well, he did kiss her, but.
0: Well, maybe you go see it with them and then you have a conversation right there. Yeah, yeah.
1: Read the book. That's really what you should do. Read the book first. <laughs>
0: Read the book. And <laughs> yes. you put a link to the book in the show notes then. Yeah. It was good. Okay. Well, thanks okay. Amanda for chatting movies. Thank you. It's always you. good. Now I've got, I've got three movies I need to go see.
1: Yeah. Awesome. And, yeah, I'm interested. If anyone is listening, what, especially with older kids, what do you think? What are your, um, you know, about that PG-13? Do you wait till your kids are 13, or
0: that is a good conversation? How, how do
1: you, especially like Heather, you were talking about a few episodes ago that we, um, when you're, when you have your oldest kid, that's the age group of your family. Right. Right. So do you let your kids see things that you would normally because they're younger or I don't know, just that right. whole like maybe your oldest is
0: 14 but your youngest is 8 so is he going along because the whole family's going yeah. to the movie and for what the conversations
1: oldest? are Do you are you allowed to have like I would be more apt to have a conversation about euthanasia with my kids than I would about boyfriends and girlfriends. <laughs> you you know what I mean like I don't want to I don't want to have that conversation.
0: Those are harder. Yeah. Yeah, but important. But important. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What I mean is, I don't want to start that thing in their life of, well, we need to figure out what we're going to do about that. Because <laughs> I just feel like they're too young. I don't when even When they're wanna...
0: eight, I see what you're saying. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't so, want to go yeah. have a big conversation about dating when they're eight because I don't want her thinking, oh, hmm, maybe I should look at some of my guy friends as potential boyfriends. No, 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 no. no.
0: They're all friends for now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Don't need to stir that up too early. I think that's already happening. But
1: that's right. Don't awaken love until the proper time.
0: That's, yeah. The Dis- The Disney TV shows, that's what I feel like they do.
1: That's oh my! Lord, other, I, that's yeah. my
0: other like. If we're gonna stand on something and talk about it, soapbox stand on like something and
1: talk accidentally about. it. to see the commercials when they're watching Disney Junior.
0: Oh, no, right. Yeah, that it's goes verbal. back to what I told you. My sister said that her kids weren't allowed to see any shows or movies where the kids were older than
1: them. Oh yeah, that's such a good idea. It's a good guard, a guardrail.
0: Yeah, I mean, you don't. Then you can't have a, like, can I see this show? No. Can I see that show? No. Like, you don't. You just. Right. that, And then they know which kids are older than them. Right. They're intuitive. They get it. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thanks, Amanda. I hope you have a good rest Thank of your you. day. Happy I'm going to go. Happy birthday celebrate. to your kiddos. I know. Let's go celebrate. Let's go. Have fun. All right. Thanks. Bye. Adios. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 317, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.